Sorry, I saw the fingers go doing the... See, why do I keep you around, Brett? I, uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Find Hello. out all about it this week. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. What's been going on? How you going? What anime are you watching? What? Let me know what anime you're watching. Just, you know, send it in. Let's talk about it. I'm always keen to, to talk shop, per se. He likes a fight, so... Oh, love a good debate. So, you know, come at me. Come at me with some garbage, and I'll tell you that it's trash. Look, it's been blowing up, assumingly. <laughs> and uh, we, Edit. that. under <laughs> popular demand, we have Charlie back in the studio popular with us. Popular demand has brought Charlotte back with us. Hello. Yes, back by popular demand. That's it. We, we couldn't talk. You know, we had like four emails. That's massive That's for huge, us. That's huge. Huge. Thank you. Huge. <laughs> Thank you to those four souls. <laughs> that supports a lot. Two of them were debt collectors. We're like, well, <laughs> well Charlotte will help us. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, also, Charlotte, of course, why, why to get you back here is, of course, this week we're talking about shoju. Hey. And I thought, hey, you know what? This sounds like something Charlie's into, and I believe that I'm correct. I mean, yeah, you are correct. It was something I definitely used to be very into and still, you know what? Yeah, I'm still into it. I'm not going to lie. I'm, yeah, you'll see. Right. So, Charlotte, what is shoju? Shoju is basically, as we've kind of discussed in previous episodes or the one that I was on previously, is the equivalent of a shonen, which just means that it is aimed at younger female audiences. Typically adolescents. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed, yeah. Demographic of young women, generally 12 to 18. Fear of shonen, of course, emphasizes generally... One of what I was looking at, it sort of emphasizes emotions and relationships, feelings rather than action or situations like Shonen does. Yeah. Of course, there's still a lot of action in, in, in a lot of these. But something else we didn't think about Shoujo is the art style. It all, it all tends to be quite beautiful. You know, it's like they, they tend to really preface beauty in the artwork compared to Shonen, which is even, even when a good thing is happening. Or Shonen is a bit grittier and yeah. Or... Yeah, which is, I guess, it's just a bit more um, basic in its artwork. There's a lot of, there's a lot of credence given in Shoujo to how beautiful the things look. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's also down to so if you listen to soundtracks and music, the, mm-hmm. like there's a huge amount of emphasis on like beautiful sweeping soundtracks yeah. in shoujo as well, I find. Yeah, beauty tends to be something which is sort of running inherently underneath the surface of shoujo quite, quite often, I've, I've sort of found. Yeah. And of course, you know, generally young female protagonists, of course, not a, not a hard and fast rule in the same way that shonen's not a hard and fast rule when it's a young boy. It doesn't have to be that. Uh, name, me an, name me a shonen that has a lead female, really. A shonen with a lead female? Generally, it's an older male, yeah, as opposed to a young female, but it doesn't have to be young, per se. No, I was just genuinely interested because I actually can't think of one. So with a girl, Maki and Solida, I think it's one. But yeah, anyway, showed you. So I guess we should just—we've sort of already given you a bit of a rundown of what it is, and of course, like everything, it's not a genre; it's a demographic, right? An age demographic. Yes. But there, and within that demographic, fall many different genres. Mm-hmm. So Charlotte, if someone wants to, who is a young woman, wants to get into shoju, what would you say is the one to start with? Okay. So I'm going to talk about two different animes. Cool. Great. I'm going to only briefly talk about one because it is so iconic that if I did an episode about shoujo and I didn't mention it, it would be just really strange. The criminal. All. Yeah. So this is Sailor Moon. Oh, yes. So we all know about Sailor Moon. It's Brett. a cheese TV. Oh, uh, this is actually about 
where I can weigh in this week, I think. Because you know, every week I get, you know, a bit of bit of homework. I got something this week, but I've had a I've had a busy week. So yeah. I, uh, I I am I, I am unfortunately have come unprepared, Sensei. It's quite all right, Fred. It's quite all right. Sometimes you got to fly by the seat of one's pants. And look, and I'm willing to make it up to you down the track. <laughs> I kind of thought this was maybe like double homework for you next week, Fred. I could avoid because I've seen Sailor Moon. Right. <laughs> and my sister used to love it when we growing up and the amount of people i've spoken to because you know i'm talking to a lot of people about the podcast because i like to talk about myself all the time yeah. um and so whenever <laughs> whenever i mention no, this I to people like it's a girl that i work with and she i was like chatting her about what i was doing this week and she was like oh sailor moon like, i love sailor moon as a girl i love that she has no interest in anime whatsoever a lot of them don't realize it was anime I- totally it's a bit like the pokemon dragon ball z thing yeah, yeah. The girls it's, right it's definitely in that in that category well, i reckon pokemon was also for that was pretty gen- universal, like I think. Yeah, yeah for sure, totally. For sure. I mean, it still was very shonen in its, you know, young boy protagonist and group of friends and you know, all that. But definitely wasn't male centric. No. But Sailor Moon. Let's just touch on that briefly because I don't, I don't think necessarily we're going to tell people to go back and watch Sailor Moon from the start. Like, of course you can, but um, no, I, I think it's, it's one of those. Though. It's a nostalgia based one, and also yeah. it's one of the few animes that you can really, yeah, as you're saying, talk to anyone, say, oh, Sailor Moon. Everyone just knows like tuxedo mask and like, <laughs> yeah. Her, yeah, like can, you know. Can you give us a bit of a recap on how what the premise was though? Because my memory of it was that it was about uh, a group of girls that had a connection to planets in the solar system. Uh-huh. Yep. And the leader, um, or the, the the main protagonist, was directly connected to the moon, Indeed, and so. they drew powers from that. The Sailor Scouts. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And that's why they had the uniform. Or was that the school uniform? No, the were, Scouts. Were they, they all at the same school. They, they were My memory's well, they a bit foggy here. The Earth and the galaxy and all that. And well, Usagi. But they didn't know who the they were until it it all happened. I'm sure. No, she didn't know. And then her cat started speaking to her, Luna. Yes, and then she Luna. Unlocked. Yeah, it's. I mean, honestly, I'm a bit sketched on Sailor Moon because again, it's nostalgia for me. I would. They actually redid a series recently. It was kind of underwhelming. Did I watched they? one episode. Yeah, maybe about four years ago. Oh. I I don't think I recommend that, but other people did like it. Um, one thing I will say is that you mentioned like them unlocking the powers, like. A very, very like this is also Sailor Moon. We'll talk about the uh, magical girl genre, which oh, is like yes. a thing. big thing with card captors. Like that's actually another Little kind genre. of genre within shoujo. Um, but this one is the most iconic, most famous, and they always have an amazing transformation scene. Yeah, so yes. really 100%. iconic where they're suddenly just like I am like Power Rangers. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like yeah, yeah. it's exactly like that. Yeah. And so they always have this really cool one. They have like a pose at the end. They get into like kind of awkwardly sexier gear, which is probably not great because they're <laughs> high school. But hey, um, I think it's well, one of those shows that everyone... I was not thinking that when I was watching it at eight years old, that's nine good. years old. <laughs> that's but good, Brett. That's yeah. good. good. That's good. Good for everyone. Um, yeah, it's a really... What I remember is that eventually you find out, that she, I think it's at the beginning from memory she had uh, Sailor Venus, Sailor Mars. Maybe she didn't even have them with her in the first season. They progressed. Well, they were trying but to find the, the silver crystal. You started to, yeah. And then yeah. And, and then you started to realize that, oh, my God, there are so many more planets out there. Oh. Who else are they going to unlock as part hey. of their merry bands? Uh, and also, actually, Sailor Moon kind of smashes um, gender stereotypes quite a bit. It's yeah. actually quite... Um, it's pretty pretty interesting watch. Like it's they don't really abide by. It's really cool. I recommend it. Also, as a queer pairing. Yeah, it's yeah. actually passes the Bechdel test. Totally does. I mean, I noticed it was, it was 1991. 1991. Early, early stuff. Yeah, really, really, early. really, really early. 
one could say that me not doing any homework and then just realizing that there was I'm trying I'm, I'm clutching the straws here. <laughs> Brett just wants to make sure he's uh yep. I'm I'm Come contributing. Yep, you are. You are. I'm don't worry, you to are. To be fair, our Sailor Moon knowledge isn't that great, and the I apologise. No, it, I haven't watched it probably since 1997, so it's been a while. The fact you said Sailor Moon, and I went, "Oh my god!" I've actually that. Yeah, we've mentioned it before, but I actually have seen many, many episodes of it. What's so it? So I, I, maybe I shouldn't be in this role where I'm learning. Say so maybe, maybe you, maybe you know more than you think. Bro. Maybe I'm just unlocking my power. <laughs> this has been. Is this, a, is this a transformation scene it's about a training to arc. We're in a training arc right Yeah, now. cut to like sound effects and yeah, stoic poses. You just learned the razzing. And me in a school uniform. Okay. <laughs> so good. So good. All right, Charlotte. Well, let's talk to you about something which uh, you watch religiously. Okay. So when this is going to go, I'm going to throw it back to me at 14 again. Here we are again, yeah, 14, it was a yeah. lot. We're back in the NAR outfits. We are indeed. And I, again, as I mentioned in the Josie episode, that I was looking for anime that was, you know, uh, in different genres and things like that. And I had read a lot about a series called Fruits Basket, mm. which sounds insane. You mentioned that last week, I think. Yeah. yeah. So this is like a classic kind of romantic drama slice of life high school anime. So there's a whole world of this. And I think I was really drawn to it because I really wanted to understand what high school would be like in Japan. Just in like, I know, I'm sure it obviously isn't this like, you know, romantic comedy at all times. It's just like, um, <laughs> I just, don't know. Just I have no evidence to prove otherwise. But um, it's just one of those things where, you know, there's a lot of different tropes that happen. There's like this, the, like, you know, there's like the sports carnival and then there's like always a festival arc where they like have to do the school festival and there's like Love Valentine's it. Day where they give chocolates on like it's different like it's all these different things. And the stakes are just so so high. high. But I heard about this show because people were raving about it and this was mid two thousand? Mid two thousand. Two thousand and one was actually where the first anime adaptation was made. It's been since yeah it's been early? since redone. But it's called Fruits Basket and the general premise of Fruits Basket sounds completely insane because it is is about a girl called Toru Honda, who mm-hmm. is a classic shoujo hero. She's a lovely, very kind-hearted girl who just wants the best for everyone. She's an orphan at this stage, and she finds herself being adopted into a family, a rich family called the Somers, who all have a curse. And the curse is that if you are hugged by a member of the opposite sex, then you turn into an animal of the Zodiac. And I mean the Chinese zodiac. The Chinese zodiac. Yes. So there's different characters. So it characters. could be a rat. Could be a tiger. Yep. Could be cool. The, so and every character has. You want to get the tiger, wouldn't you? You want to be the rat. Yeah. Hey. No, the oh, tigers. No, the rat's like no. the cool prince rat's character. The cool prince character. Of course yeah, it is. but there's a whole. So the thing is that I learned a lot from this anime because basically every character you meet, you kind of start to realize they might because like the whole family isn't infected. There's like a big family, so they're all kind of not that related, but they are like a big clan, the mm-hmm. Soma clan. Mm-hmm. And so when you meet a character, you're like, which Zodiac member is this? And they're kind of trying to hint with their personalities and they inevitably get hugged by a member of the opposite sex and turn into it. So you've got the rat. Can they, t- wait, can they turn back? Do they, um, they, like, their is natural this a power? St- yeah, or, well, their natural oh, okay. state is completely normal human and yeah. it's just a, a curse in which if I were to hug you now and you were, say, I don't know, the I rat. I think I'm the turn. pig. Yep. I think I'm the pig. <laughs> you could be. <laughs> But it's really I, I just put that, that's the only other zodiac. I but could also, remember, bear in so. mind, there's like the dragon and stuff like dragon that. Dragon badass. But um, mm. no, I mean, I won't. I don't want to spoil. When I talk about stuff, I don't want to spoil it. You, don't you know, spoil like it. half of the fun is like, what zodiac? How are they going to handle that? Anyway, this is a completely realistic, beautiful anime 
about acceptance and like finding friendship and people who accept you for who you are, even though you have a weird curse where you turn into an animal when someone hugs you. And like, Obviously. basically it's about this girl bringing this family together and accepting their curse and blah, blah, blah. Sounds insane, but it's actually one of the few shows I watch still and actually they redid it this year. So. Oh yeah. And we, it kind of supports hugging. No, it doesn't contact. actually. Oh, it doesn't. Until okay. it does. It does. It, you work <laughs> through it. You wait for the roller coaster ride, people. Yeah. Um, I think, again, it obviously sounds completely insane, but I have this great memory of when I was at a house party not that long ago and there was this girl who looked really cool. Sorry, this is a weird story, but, but we were like... No, oh, we love we weird like, stories. We were all drinking out the back. And Deep like, diving. And um, this girl just made this really obscure reference and I kind of looked at her weirdly and it was... She said something about, like, I can't remember exactly, we were very drunk. And I suddenly was like, check about Fruits Basket. And she was like, oh, my God, yeah. Let me sing in the song of my people. And I was like, how do you know about Fruits Basket? She's like, oh, I love that show. And it's the only animation ever watched. It wasn't even, like, right. and it's a thing where she just. That's interesting. It's actually quite, like, I, I connect, like, my girlfriend's just been away on a cruise ship. Mm. And she's been telling her friends I'm doing this anime podcast. And I was on the phone the other day and to her and she said what are you what are you watching and i said oh, i'm watching yuri on ice and then she told her friends and her friend just started flipping and just like made made larisha give the phone to me so i could discuss it with her because she was so, so by it. you know the yeah. podcast works oh. the podcast works people it's working yes. this yes. is good yes. news yes. Take well credit okay for this international phenomenon uh, i guess i'm just <laughs> it was us it was us i'm just drawing my <laughs> real world comparisons to yeah. understanding that i can have a conversation with complete strangers about something very odd and because because i guess not a lot of people have anyone else to talk to about it. They'll just talk to anyone it's who, has, language. who even knows the title. Dude, last week I, I tend to I, I play in a band. In case I haven't mentioned the story, I, I play in a band called Gasper Sounds. Look us up. But outside of that, um, I'm a drummer and I wear anime shirts at every gig. It's my thing, you know. It's my little cool kid thing. Yeah, it's his cool kid thing. That's right, yep. Charlotte. Thank you for reiterating that. Uh, and anyway, I walked on stage and I was wearing a My Hero Academia shirt with All Might on it. And two of the band before us, who were obviously in a math rock metal band, clearly. And the first thing they said to me was, oh, All Might! And I was like, My man. Awesome. My man. You know, this is the this, uh, anime is a whole thing, people. It's not as weird as you think it is, is what the whole point here. You don't I have to be a weirdo. People like are it. also afraid to tell people they've watched it. Like, yes. I've, I've had like weird conversations that, well, I guess with people yeah. and suddenly I've been like I like anime and they're like oh do you because oh it's right? pure but I like this thing is usually like I'm like come on man Naruto's not obscure <laughs> I'm like edgy, chill bro. out dude but no it's a good um, it's a really interesting thing it's a good touchstone for conversation totally. definitely I, I get lost though like a, a girl came into the place I work at I won't mention where that is that's okay and uh, she had a death note um, ah. shirt on and I just noticed it because I was told not to watch Death Note, but I, I recognized the image. Wait, you mean... You, the, I mean the Willem Dafoe version. Yeah. yeah you no, want me no, to no. watch the... Oh, you'll be watching the real one. Okay, I'll be watching that. the real one. Oh, but that's I, the whole thing. Don't watch William Dafoe in that, in that Netflix series. Don't. In any case, she, she unfurled a little bit that was like folded up and it was like the Death Note character. Mm, light the gummy. Sure. Or L. <laughs> Probably L. Or Probably maybe L. Dressed as Snow White. Oh. So that's an L image L, that I yeah. unfortunately have. How have I seen that? I've oh. seen that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, yes, good time. Once, once the Snow White dropped. So I'm so starting to... <laughs> I'm starting to notice the, uh, the, the subculture. 
Elements. Oh, yeah. What's yeah. the thing? As I said, I, th- I don't know if I mentioned this already in the podcast, but last year was the first year ever in anime history. 50% of all anime consumed last year was outside of Japan for the first time. That's interesting. That's massive. It? Yeah, it's it's starting to happen. Starting to happen slowly. Well, that surely. can only increase. I mean, obviously, it's a large population, but the rest of the world is bigger. And depending <laughs> on what are the. Yeah. It's slightly bigger, yes. Here's a naive <laughs> question, but will they. Ground floor. Does that, is that a mark? Is that a, is that a, is that a potential issue? Because market opens up and people in Japan start to realize it's not just the Japanese audience they're making this for. They might be able to make it for a Western audience. Does that change any kind of tropes or does that change any way of them going forward? I don't think so. No, I, mean, I don't think so. Japanese are pretty good at doing their own thing, you know, and like if people like it, they like it. And if they don't, well, they don't really care, you know. Like, I mean, that, that's that's how I've seen anime and manga made so far. I think it's just Whether a that changes, I don't know. It's a tried and tested formula that's going to be, I think that it's one of those things where if any Thing, the Western animators are trying to copy the anime style, yeah. which is kind of, which has worked, obviously, to Avatar is a great example of something that... Yeah, did. the last yes. airbender. Yep. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. That would be interesting to see, though. I know, I know what you're saying. And also, there's a bunch well, of I, a I, bunch of anime that's now reaching different audiences on Netflix, a lot of kind of different yes. styles. There's also a lot of garbage on Netflix. Yes. Yeah, we've spoken about doing, that before. Yes, yeah. I, don't worry. I'm doing a full episode of what you should and shouldn't watch on Netflix. Don't worry about you. I got you all. Well, and it'll probably be... Uh, why you should subscribe to Crunchyroll and then Absolutely. they'll hear about it and give us money. <laughs> yes, please. Money. Please give us money. But basically, also just going back to Fruits Basket, which I was talking about, um, I think that it's important to talk about Shoujo. And if, if, you, if you're going to like it because you want to kind of get to know the Japanese high school kind of like romantic comedy stuff that's like really good because it has more of a heart than most of like the teen dramas that I've seen sure. from the Western stuff. Like, yep. Things. I mean, at oh, the time, sure. the OC was out. And Especially I the American it. sort of <laughs> institutionalization of the, yeah. you know, the jocks and the nerds and Whoa. the Seth Cohen, yeah. Ryan, Marissa. Mm. I mean, th- I still have heaps of feelings about that show. We all do. Know, Don't but, um, was, they got us. They got us at a good time. Yeah. But this show, I found, was kind of again one thing I'll say about shoujo and any kind of drama anime is it's not afraid to be the most earnest thing that's ever happened. So you kind of have to go in <laughs> open mind and be like ready for earnestness. And I'm a very sarcastic person, but. I you think are. there's something about... She hasn't meant any of what she's saying. This is complete sarcasm. You should see her face while she speaks in this Just, podcast. I hate it. I don't even watch Such anime. sarcasm <laughs> dripping. <laughs> anime is amazing. But what I liked about it is it had this earnestness that I think only anime can get away with. I think we talked about it absolutely, last time. Absolutely. Only like it's a medium because it's animated because it's a lot about how it's so stylistic. You can kind of go, yeah, if I was watching like a group of actual live action people talking the way that they talk in Fruits Basket about like loyalty and how important it is to make rice balls with a certain, like, uh, anyway, a lot of stuff like that. I would feel like it's lame, but because it's so well done, it's so well executed and it has so much heart to it, mm. it's a rare medium where earnestness actually pays off. A hundred percent. You couldn't be more right about that. And that no, is another reason why I'm going to do a little caveat here, but that's why you should always watch the Japanese subs, not the English dub, but that's another episode for another time. Uh, also, this is a cool one because it has a lot of uh, interesting kind of like, I mean, I guess it's a Chinese zodiac, and they talk a lot about the folklore around that, which is interesting, even though it's not Japanese, but it's still a lot about kind of, I don't know, I found out more than I would usually know about lots of traditions and things in culture, and, like, there's a lot of folklore around those characters. My question from before as well is that they won't lose any of, of their culture when they're, yeah, creating their stories. And, and when you think about Nigerian cinema and Bollywood cinema, they don't lose anything about what they are. Oh, no. Even if they are trying to, you know, reach a bigger audience. 
Um, so basically, I recommend Fruits Basket, and I recommend the like the new series that came out because I don't know has the Full Metal Alchemist episode aired yet. Yes. Cool. So Sam talked about Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, and now there's this new trend in anime in which uh, yeah, the Brotherhood treatment. Yeah. So 2001 Fruits Basket has a very close place in my heart. However, they stopped making it halfway through the series because they caught up to the manga, mm. and then just never picked it up again. So it's only half of a series long, and they kind of made up an ending, not quite to the same extent that the Full Metal Alchemist thing did. It just kind of ended is. halfway through. But this year, um, they've actually just started doing a full Brotherhood treatment or a whole manga adaptation. So mm. it's actually a great time to watch Fruits Basket with the better animation because obviously uh, animation has improved a lot. So far. So far. Even the character designs in 2001 versus 2019 oh is God. insane for the same manga, same source material. It's like mm. watching a different show. So That's great. Um, yeah. Usually when I would recommend 2001 Fruits Basket, sounds like 2001 Space Odyssey. <laughs> 2001, 2001 a Fruits, Fruits Basket. basket. Um, I basically... <laughs> Kubrick is rolling in his grave. Absolutely. Uh, stoked. Um, basically, I kind of feel a bit Embarrassed because people have such high expectations for animation these days in general. Because we oh, have Demon Slayer ruined it for everybody. Yeah. yeah, and also when you kind of go back and watch those like old school ones, even like Berserk, that kind of stuff, which like yeah, amazing it's... material. But you just kind of see like it a looks still funny. image with like a flap of a mouth moving, and then like a background like snowstorm, and yes. you're like, damn, I wish it was better. So the updated ones can be really good like that. And this is a great example of a good reboot. Right. So yeah, on. I recommend 2019 Fruits Basket. We're about to go into season two. I can't wait. Who will she pick? I don't know. <laughs> Can't wait. Because obviously it's a reverse harem, I should mention. Harems. Yes, reverse harem, yes. Explain, yeah. you know, the harem's pretty self-explanatory to people Yeah, there, well, I mean, harem in anime is usually a young boy character surrounded by busty women who inexplicably love him. That's oh, yeah. like Love Hina, um, yes. Yuma, a bunch of those. Um, There's a bunch. Fruits Basket is a reverse harem, which means it's a female protagonist surrounded by different kind of male love interests and that. So that is another subgenre within the grand scheme of... Have I seen, Have I seen any of these yet? You haven't seen a harem, no. I okay. Mean, I mean, you know I when like, you see him. Hang on. Most, like, hot take, but most shonen is, like, vaguely harem. Well, like, I mean, so if you want to talk about sword art online. Yeah, that's the worst sure. I can think There's about. a straight up fucking harem. Absolutely. In, within a shonen, within an isekai, within a shonen. Usually it's just sort of like, yeah, a bit eye rolly. Like, I don't know why everyone's so into this main character. This guy's a dud. Why yeah. is, why is, why is everyone falling over head over heels for um, Evangelion's a good example of that too. Oh look, you but know what? You know what? Shinji it. gets a bad rap, man. I, I love. I think he's a wonderful character. Oh my god! I did one of those like filters on Instagram. I was like, "Who's your anime boyfriend?" I got Shinji? Shinji, and I just just like. You should be stoked. No. <laughs> okay, sorry, we're really off track. All okay, right, what cool. we're doing? There's an episode coming on that. Well, I was going to ask. Um, winding things down, I um have really disgraced myself this week. Um, do I have some homework for next week that oh, I you sure do have to have to do? Yes. You've mentioned it already, but you're going to watch Death Note. Ah, bum, bum, bum. Yes. You're going to watch I Death really Note. like William Defoe. I'm jealous. I'm joking. <laughs> William Defoe is such wait. a talent. <laughs> <laughs> I've rewatched Death Note yearly. It's so good. I'm oh, really? I, I absolutely love that show. I feel like I did start it uh, maybe when I started watching uh, who knows what, but I feel like it came up on Netflix once upon a time and I started watching it, but in English, I'm sure. Yeah, honestly, yeah. the probably doesn't get like a, a dub. Doesn't yeah, a bad dub. A character get a he gets a character gets a the ability to write a name on a piece of paper that will kill that person, and I imagine there are moral repercussions as such. And we'll get we'll get heavily into that. Don't worry. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I'm in. 
Oh, yes. Yes, you are. Charlotte, any more shoujo you want to talk about? I'm trying to think of just kind of things I'd recommend because... Inuyasha is a good one. Yes, yes, iconic. Inuyasha is a, a very iconic. It's kind of, someone described it once to me as Dragon Ball Z for girls. Now, I don't know how correct that is, but it's not a bad little look at how it kind of vibes. I, it's. I get what you're saying, but I think we need to stop being like, for girls and boys, because I love all of these shows. Like, uh, Dragon uh, again, Ball, like, come on, let's but, just be we're, real we're, we're applying a Western lens here. You know yeah. I mean? like, and, and, and Japan, I'm, the, the reason okay, they, they okay. come in two different magazines, right? <laughs> you know, like... I get the differentiation. And look, I'm not trying to say that it has to be for girls. I love Inuyasha. Like, as a new anime viewer, you don't need to take that into account. No, God, no. This is just how they do it in Japan. But that doesn't mean that we have to consume it as such. But Inuyasha is a very interesting one because it's, well, if you didn't know that it was a shoju, it'd be a shonen. You know, it's extremely shonen-esque. Yeah. It's big, you know, big battle stuff. Like, obviously, it's a female protagonist, but kind of... The, you know, Inuyasha is a man who's the the, the titular character, but it's a uh, that that one's a lot of fun. It's not. It's a quite 126 episodes, I think, for the first first one. Then there's a second. It's a second like kind of series which comes later, which is 26 episodes, much shorter. But yeah, made by a woman named Rumiko Takahashi. She was very active from the 70s, actually. So this is like her fourth or fifth. No, her fourth. Yeah, her fourth manga. But essentially, what it's about is. 15-year-old schoolgirl from modern-day Tokyo is transported into the Sengoku period of Japan after being pulled into a well by a centipede demon in her family's shrine. He is attracted to her by the scent. And essentially, after she lands... The scent. She has a scent. A scent. On a scent. Her. scent. So she has a scent. It's like Twilight. Hmm. So you meant scent, like the <laughs> Egyptian god. Yeah, sorry. Not at all. Close. But I was getting falling, excited. Uh, into this family, into falling into the well... She lands into the Sengoku period of Japan, where she meets the half-dog demon Inuyasha, who is pinned to a tree by a magical sacred arrow. That's right. Mm-hmm. And it turns out Kagome, who is the lead female protagonist, is actually the reincarnation of the high priestess Kikyo, who is the keeper of the Shikon Jewel, which is an artifact which grants its holder all, the, all its holder's desires. Kind of like the bleach thing, you know? Yeah. The Hogyoku. But after Kikyo sacrificed herself to stop Inuyasha, because in the past, Inuyasha, who is a half-dog demon, tried to steal the jewel. And then we flash forward into the future and she's actually the lead. Kogame is actually the reincarnation of this high priestess. So she finds herself in this, in this world. She has the jewel actually embedded inside her. So all demons around basically just want to try and get that thing very quickly. And Inuyasha himself. Of course, the jewel, after various hijinks ensue, the jewel ends up being smashed into many, many different shards and spread all over Japan. So Inuyasha, who all he wants is the jewel, has no interest in her really. He wants the jewel, but she is the keeper of it. The two of them set off on an adventure to repiece the jewel together and find all the shards. That's Inuyasha. So if well, I was... I'm kind of pissed off, Sam. Why is that? Because that sounds fantastic. It's dope. It's and if really you had cool. told me, because this is the one I was supposed to watch, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it everybody, sounds so good. It's great. If you had said that to me, instead of this is the week we're talking about Sailor Moon and stuff, <laughs> I'm, and I'm sorry, everybody, I really let everyone down, but that does sound awesome. I, I would highly suggest watching it. Like I say, it's a bit of a watch, 126 episodes. It's a lot, but it's a lot of fun. It's a really fun anime, and like Kogami is a great character. Yeah. She's super ballsy. She's got heaps of spunk, if the, that's the right let word. Let it be known that most shoujo protagonists who are the young females of this are usually like incredibly plucky. She's a badass. And cool and a badass. And She's like, sick. Yeah. Inuyasha's a cheeky little half dog, half man guy who's a real, real little, little shit. Yep. But he's fun. No, I, honestly, if you guys want to check out a, a good shoju, which is kind of very shonen-esque, if you're into big adventure stories, Inuyasha, 
Can't can't recommend that enough. I like that we've both gone for shoujo's that have some like fantasy elements though at some point. Like kind yeah. of there's like always yeah. I think I mean, that seemed until I saw Yuri on Ice, that seemed to be a pretty big running theme in anime. There's a lot of it. Yeah. I think as you can, I have a whole theory that it just it's so much cooler because you can draw everything. So everything Exactly. Cool. So you can do anything. You can do anything. So it's like the most imaginative format. That's why I like anime so much, because you can do whatever you want. We are, we are gonna like mix things up and like, you know, it, there must be like Maybe you, maybe I, I'm making this up, or maybe you said it earlier. But there's like reality TV style, and there's, there's food, you know, yeah, cooking of life. shows. Yeah, yeah. Last, yeah, some of the slice of life stuff is harrowing. Really harrowing. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, don't worry, we'll get into that. You know, there's, like I say, there's 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 different strokes for different folks. There's there's a little bit of everything across anime. Yeah, I feel like I could have given Fruits Basket a much better synopsis after hearing Sam's uh beautiful. Oh yeah, he totally art. just did that off. You know. The back of his. He didn't have any notes or anything. Nothing. Did he? I was no. so so incredibly off the cuff and <laughs> very specific. It's called doing your homework. Yeah, it's um. good. <laughs> I just I'm just like fruit basket. Or you do they hug? Zodiac. That's all you need. It's great. So can okay. I just ask with the three that you mentioned today, Sailor Moon, Inuyashi, and Fruits Basket. And Fruits Basket. Is there anything that you can think of that people might have seen before um, from any of the main, um, sure. you know, broadcasters? Western, yeah, Western culture. That 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 might be similar and worth um, drawing parallels to. to. Oh, I mean, in Yuasha, like any kind of fantasy, sort of like sprawling mm. thing that involves kind of like a heroic. I'm trying to think, but mostly Lord like, of the Rings. Yeah. If you're a Lord of the Rings fan, in Yuasha's right up, right up your alley. Yeah, a lot of fun. Again, it's sort of as you mentioned earlier, it slightly suffers. I've actually gone back and rewatched it uh, in preparation for this, and uh, it's it suffers slightly from the old school, you know, early two thousands. Animation, but it's still yeah. it's still got a lot of uh, there's something about that that period though that that late nineties early two thousands animation which is kind of it's kind of cool because it's a bit shit. I think it depends. You know? on, yeah. But it depends. But like it's like Berserk too. Yes, Berserk looks funny, but fuck me, it's good. Oh, it's be- it's not beautiful. It's har- it's horrifying. <laughs> it's one of the most fact, horrifying um, images you'll ever see. I think that um, what's that new? Oh, there's a fantasy series that just come out on mm. Amazon, and it's a uh, Philip Pullman books. Oh, they did a book. They did a movie with Nicole Kidman. It was really bad. Oh, Golden Compass. Yes. So the Golden Compass, like, series, that kind of thing, that sprawling kind of show. Yeah, That totally. is very much so. Yeah. Um. Sorry, it's called His Dark Materials. His Dark, dark his Materials. Materials. Right. Watch that. I'm okay. so sorry, everybody. Yeah. Um. Yes, His Dark Materials, which is an amazing series. Um. Basically, like anything like that that has a full-on adventure. And also has animal companions. Yes. I mean, yeah. Fruits Basket's be pretty unique. I don't yeah, Fruits Basket's hard one to uh, pin down. But all I'll say is that in a classic anime style, the premise soon becomes irrelevant. And you're kind of like, this ridiculous premise, I'm now like invested in just the overall moral lessons I'm learning from this. I'd say like Buffy for Sailor Moon. Yeah. If you're like ever a Buffy fan. Yeah, I think that's fair. That's fair. Totally. Set, yeah. Set in high school as well. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolute. It's really Actually, more about it's really more about trying to deal with day to day life than it is about you know oh god now I'm gonna save the world. What about you know my homework? My homework. homework. And my, yeah. Yeah. And that boy who didn't like, totally talk and to me. that exactly Death Note like. series I didn't. You know, I need to watch next week. And oh, yeah. Yeah, that's actually a very good call. And, like, the whole, like, allegorical kind of thing that you can just be like, oh, that's actually, re- like, you know, it's actually mean to, no, no. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to say big words now. Hello. Um, yeah, <laughs> no, so. I, think, I hope that helps anyone out, especially if you are in the demographic. Again, as Charlotte very eloquently said, and she's right, none of this is specific, and I'm not trying to, like, pigeonhole anything. This is just 
I'm just coming at it from talking points, the way in really, which isn't it? Japan have sort of set it out in their in their magazines, the manga magazines, you know, yeah. Shonen Shoju, Chosai, Seinen. But now, of course, I'm going to start branching out. I'm glad we've covered these. Well, Seinen, we're going to get into heavily next week with Death Note and a couple of others. Seinen, is that yes, what well, that that yeah. is the Josiah oh, yeah, that, era. That's yes. yeah, older, yeah. older males. Yeah, is the target demographic. Gotcha. I'm saying that she might just be older adults. Male. Really? Yeah. Oh, anyway. Yep. Whatever. Hence Sainan and Jose. <laughs> yeah. um, Obviously, Charlotte likes it too, though. Oh, but, oh no, 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 yeah. Of course. No, of course. I, um, yeah, I will publish a list, actually, if it shows you to actually watch. Yeah, we'll put a list up. Yeah. Charlotte will put up a list of hers. Because there's, you know, there's like classics like card captors, as I said before, that kind of thing. And then we've got the high school ones. You can get deeper and deeper. And there's, again, ridiculous premises. And then there's not so, and they're fun. Like Oran High School Host Club is one of my favorite comedy series of all time. So I don't know. I will talk more about that and give you guys a list. No worries. Thanks, everyone. Thanks very much. Catch you next week. Bye. Thank you.